All right, good morning, everybody. Guru in the Woods Fantasy Football Podcast. Hope you're all doing well. Rough week of fantasy, as we discussed in our uh, AFC podcast. It was really rough in the NFC for a couple of major, major players, and we are going to get into that. Uh, Wiz, good morning. How are we doing? Good morning. Doing well. Uh, on to week three, and we're on to the NFC, and I guess we'll uh, we'll start things right away with the NFC East. And uh, man, this looks like a division of teams that don't know how to win, don't want to win, and can't win. Um, let's start with the Eagles. You were high on Carson Wentz. I. It had a negative view, and I don't know if your opinions changed, but nothing has changed in mine. I don't like anything I see from that team, that player. Um, they look to be a hot mess. Um, they, they, you know, they they can't stop anyone throwing the ball on them. Um, they can't protect Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, I, I hate the decisions he makes on a lot of throws. I don't like really anything. Uh, about the Eagles this season and what I've seen so far. I mean, I don't know. Can they get back in the race? I mean, I mean, certainly they're in the race. They're only a game out of first place at 0-2, considering the Cowboys and, and the Washington football team are 1-1. and But I just don't like them going forward. Um, and what I mean, can they get back in the race? Can they really be a playoff contender? I just don't see it. Um, you know, I don't know. Things have just worked out, you know, strangely, I think, for the Eagles. Um, You know, some of their – they have a lot of injury-prone players, and I don't know. I'm not liking anything on the Eagles. You could maybe evaluate them or, you know, tell me what you think about them. Uh, Going on to the New York football Giants, their season went to a crashing – ending on Sunday when 26 was laying on the floor on the sidelines, grabbing the back of his knee. Um, so, yeah, that's brutal. I mean, it's brutal for the Giants. It's brutal for Saquon Barkley. It's brutal for owners that to have that player. It's just difficult to overcome. And now comes the free agent weekly pickups and who are you going to pick up? And people are going to pick up you know, Lewis or Coleman or wait to see if they sign Freeman or somebody else. Um, You know, I know you mentioned Jeremy Hill or, you know, one of these guys. I'm not sure. I I think it's a situation to avoid. I don't, I don't, I I don't think anyone's going to go in there and claim and the lion's share of the carries and be a fantasy football beast. So I don't know if you have any thoughts of that. You're a Giants fan. What do you think of that? But I don't know the rest of it. You know, Daniel Jones again with his ball security. And I don't know, not not much to, to like about the Giants uh, going forward. Dallas is one of these teams that you're, they're better if you have – from a fantasy football perspective than they are as an NFL team. That's for certain. They have fantasy football stars all over the board, the quarterback, running back, all three of their receivers. Um, you know, there's a lot to like about them from a fantasy standpoint. They were literally given a game yesterday as for five yards, six of the Falcons watched a, a spinning football uh, instead of, you know, grabbing the ball, kicking it out of bounds, doing something except watching it. I don't know if they were they were they were mesmerized like uh 
you know, like a hypnotist mesmerizing. They just couldn't do anything, but they just stood around the ball, and, you know, literally the Cowboys should be 0-2. They were given a game, but if you own CeeDee Lamb, you have to be happy. I made a bold prediction that I thought he was going to lead the Cowboys this year in terms of their, you know, receivers, fantasy points. I'm feeling good about that one. Uh, I think he's going to get better and better as the season goes on. Um, so, and Elliott is just a beast, and Dak Prescott's a fantasy football uh, elite started quarterback. So, the team, not crazy about fantasy football, a lot to love about them. And then you have the Washington football team and and your boy Gibson. He 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 got his you know, stuck his nose in there. He played well. Um uh, McLaurin McLaurin um had a had an outstanding game. I think he's one of these younger receivers who just he's just gonna get better and better. So as far as the division you have just a, a bunch of teams that find the difficulty winning. So Anything you wanted to add or thought yourself on the division? So the the Eagle offensive line they lost a, they lost their center now. So they have now lost Lane Johnson's been out. They lost uh, Dillard obviously for the season. They lost Brooks for the season before everything started. So I think the offensive line is playing a huge factor here. But I, I agree they can't stop anybody defensively. Uh, so I think the Eagle season is basically over. So. I don't know how it transpires. It could be very, very challenging from here. Um, so it's kind of a situation that I want to avoid. Uh, and I would say the same, even even the Giants should have won that game. They actually had an opportunity to win that game. Um, but the Giants have started 0-2 in seven of the last eight years, which is kind of incredible. I do feel bad for Daniel Jones because this is not going to help him. At least I don't think so. Uh, it's As you mentioned, a situation that I want to avoid, whether Deion Lewis is getting the ball or they go out and sign one of these veterans. You know, the offensive line is not that good to start with. So even with Barkley, it was a challenge, and it seems like it's going to get more challenging there. Um, Dallas, I think you want to keep an eye on the tight end situation there um, because uh, we know they lost Blake Jarwin, but uh, the kid Schultz came in and had a really good game. I, again, I think they lean on those receivers more than anything. Uh, but, you know, CeeDee Lamb looked great. I, I, you know, I thought he was going to have a big game this past week, and he did. Uh, it was the perfect recipe with the Atlanta Falcons in town. But th- this is the team to beat in that division. Um I think the Washington football team might be better than both the Giants and Philadelphia. They're, they're, they have a good defense, although they struggled a little bit against a really hot offense in Arizona. But I was very encouraged. You know, everybody was worried, like in week one, Jimmy O was telling me, Peyton Barber, Peyton Barber. The guy touched the ball 17 times at 24 yards. And McKissick is number two in line here. He's going to steadily stay on the field. But Antonio Gibson's going to be the running back on this team. That's it. You know, Adrian Peterson talked about this before the season. You're going to have to be a little bit patient early in the year. But I think as the season wears on, this guy's going to show off his skill set. I'm very excited about owning him right now. There was no dismay last week. I tried to relax my partner about it, and uh, he seems to be a little bit calmer this week. All right. Uh, So we got some uh, personal fantasy football stuff uh, going on uh, that you're talking about. Yeah, the guys guys got off to uh, a a tough, tough start there, but – good that you even down week two unlike me uh who i'm the highest scoring team by a lot in that league and i lost to uh another team that uh, scored an obscene amount of points in week two but uh that's fantasy football sometimes you score low and win sometimes you score high and lose but uh 
overall, uh, the only thing you control is your own team and uh, and see how they perform. Actually, I, before leads, before you move on here, I actually I'm looking at my notes right now. I, I think I'm going to declare about five or six teams in the NFC as their season being over. Just to let you know, I'm. And so, so I've mentioned two already. I think the Eagles and the Giants are dead in the water. All right, fair enough. You may be adding a team or two in, in this division. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I was, I, I, so far, I would have to say that I was dead wrong about the Packers and dead wrong about the Lions. The Lions I'm going to give a little bit of a pass to because they've played their first two games without Kenny Galladay. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. Um Green Bay has looked terrific, uh, scored a ton of points. The offense looks good. I think we're waiting on the news on Adams to find out. Uh, you know, I actually, I, uh, I actually um, read something this morning. So uh, Matt LaFleur definitely – so Adams wanted to go back in, and he just decided against it. So it looks like the Adams – if you're an Adams owner, that this is a minor, minor situation, and he would be ready to rock uh, against the Saints on Sunday night, I believe. All right, so we'll see we'll see how that one goes. But yeah, great. you know the Packers have looked good so far, and uh, man, the other teams um, have not, with the exception of the Bears, who won a game that they were trailing two two crazy games. And literally, you know, now that I think about it, the Bears are two and zero, and both games that they won came down to literally like the last play of the game. Swift dropped the pass that would have won the Lions against the Bears and we won. And then the Giants got down to like the 10 or 15 yard lines again, uh, 10 or 15 yard line. Uh, yes. On, on Sunday uh, to try and win the game after trailing 17 to nothing. So um, a lot of people were super high on the Bears going into last year and they kind of jump, jump, off the bandwagon, and their defense has looked a lot better. Uh, I'm still dubious about Trubisky. Uh, I know you had him as your one of your plays of the week last week. I, I will I, say I, this I, about that. Do you know how good I was looking at halftime in that game? Yeah, I, I know, but at the end of the day, we are who we are, right? And he's always oh. going to, you know. I think he threw I, for I, 40 I, yards in the second half, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And so not only did he play terribly in the second half, but he took down your other proposition pick of Allen Robinson to have a great game. I think he was only three for 30. But the Bears, you know, Montgomery has looked a little better. Some of these guys are maddening to own. It's, it's like if you have Anthony Miller, you see what he did, and he came on, and now – Week two, you know, I see in in in, in a lot of leagues they I mean, most people who sat in week one, they got him in their starting line of week two. He took a donut, I think, Anthony Miller, didn't yeah. he on Sunday? So one thing to watch, I, I mentioned Darnell Mooney last week in, in in one of the podcasts, and Darnell Mooney was number two. First of all, they sat, so they scratched Ted Ginn and and Riley Ridley. They scratched both those players, and Mooney was on the field for sixty percent of the snaps. Miller was on the field for only 40. So I don't know what's going on there. Mooney actually scored a touchdown in this game in the first half, but I don't know. I have no idea what's happening there, but this is, uh, that, that, is that is definitely a situation to watch. Yeah, he, he threw up a big, fat Dunkin' Donut this week. That's uh, Anthony Miller. Yeah, he put up a, he, he put up a donut. Um, so the Bears, once again, these offensive players, 
with the exception of Allen Robinson, who, you know, you have to have in your lineup every week. Some of these other guys are going to be difficult to figure out when they'll have a decent game. Uh, you know, there's just not, and when they're going to have a donut, like Anthony Miller is just, it's just, it's just so difficult to try and figure out when you have such an inconsistent quarterback. The Lions, um, they got Blitzkrieg on Sunday. They should have won the first week. I, I just have got to wait and, and judge them when they have Kenny Galladay and they could score more points and be on top of their opponents. And uh, I don't necessarily think their defense is as bad um, as it's shown the first couple of weeks, but we'll have to see how that plays out. And then the Vikings, my beloved Vikings, who so much promise last year. Wow. They just <laughs> look horrendous. Um, yeah, on both sides of the ball. It's not like, oh, you could fix this, and it'll be okay, or you could fix that. There's a whole bunch of stuff that needs to be fixed. So don't like the Vikings. I don't know if they're one of your five teams that you consider oh, yeah. completely in the year, but have added anything. Uh, I know you talked about a few of these teams. Is there anything you wanted to add about the NFC North? Yeah, so I, I thought the one thing, yeah, let's let's start with the Bears. I actually thought that they ran the ball pretty well in this game, and they're starting to utilize Montgomery a little bit more. He caught a passing touchdown, so I, I like what I see there. Green Bay has surprised the heck out of me. Um, you know, in one of the leagues I'm in, uh, it, it's an auction league, and, and, and Aaron Rodgers was sitting there for $1. And I said to myself, can I let Aaron Rodgers go for $1 in a league? I said, I can't do this, and I, and I bid two on him. And I, I've started them in each of the first two weeks in that league, and uh, – it looks to be the case that I will continue to start him. Um, he's playing well. Uh, this was a game where he didn't need to throw the ball as much. Aaron Jones obviously had a big game. Aaron Jones was a player that was a little bit more suspect this year, but he is uh, looking for a new big fat contract, and he keeps playing the way he is. He's going to get it. Um, I agree with you on Detroit in that without Galladay, I, I want to see what happens. It's very clear that they're going to distribute the the snaps between the three running backs, Swift, on Johnson, and Adrian Peterson, Pretty equivalently, Swift was the guy that was catching the ball, and, and it was uh, Johnson and, and Peterson running the ball. So, look, Matt Patricia is 9-25 and 25 as a career coach, so it's getting very perilous for the coach. It's time for these guys to start playing and winning now. It sounds like Galladay is going to suit up because they did not IR the player, as was the case in a lot of other guys. So let's see what happens with him out there. Um, so I don't want to say season over yet. I actually say the season's more over for the – 2-0 Bears than it is for the 0-2 Lions at this point in time because I don't like the Bears. Um, and then lastly, uh, yeah, Minnesota, they lost Anthony Barr this week. Kirk Cousins, three picks. It just there's n- I don't th- I think Mike Zimmer might have lost this team somewhere, somehow. I was worried about Thielen coming in. I know he got two garbage touchdowns in the fourth quarter on uh, on uh, in week one. I'm I'm just worried about this team, uh, and I, I think it's over for the Vikings. I I have their defense in one league, and I'm like, am I holding on to a defense that just lost Anthony Barr, and this offense is playing inept? Not a chance. So not a good situation in Minnesota. Yeah, and just briefly before we move to the south, is that Lions backfield? I just think is it is a situation to avoid. I mean, you know, obviously there are people who have to figure out and start one of those guys. But, you know, Swift is being used. He had a good game in the, in the passing game. And Peterson had a great week one, quiet week two. Carry on Johnson, the opposite, nothing week one, 30-something yards and a touchdown <laughs> week two. It's it's very difficult. I, I'll be honest with you. I think, you know, you don't want to 
ever think about or, you know, consider injuries, but I think it's going to take an injury. And this is something we talked about before the season. I just think it'll take an injury to one of those players for the other guy or guys to actually become fantasy relevant. So keep your eye on the Lions backfield and, Man, I just hope that, you know, you're able to avoid it altogether. Moving to the South, um, I don't I don't know. I, I don't know. I didn't like when Drew Brees started with the retirement talk and this was gonna be his last year and then you heard rumors that the Saints were in the Brady mix to try and sign him and I don't know. I I I mean it's been two games, so I guess maybe that's not enough of the sample size. But Drew Brees is not making some of these throws. He's throwing some dirt balls, something you never saw out of him. He's not able to get the ball out uh, on some throws either. Some of those, you know, plays where he's trying to, you know, get the ball uh, across the field to the sideline. And, you know, he just doesn't look quite right to me. And could it be Mike Thomas? But Mike Thomas played almost all of game one. Um, So, I don't know. I, I'm not liking what I see from Drew Brees. Um, Kamara could benefit from that because it looks like there's going to be a lot more drop-off passes to him. And uh, from a fantasy football standpoint, Brees and Mike Thomas may take a hit, but you know Kamara may be the actual beneficiary of that who may start catching five, six passes a game, and that can really, really boost his 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 status in fantasy football, um, If you're especially in the PPR league. Um, I got to take a wait-and-see approach with the Tampa Bay Bucks because in week one, um, they didn't have Mike Evans. I mean, he played, but he was looking like he was playing at about 30%. And then week two, they didn't have Godwin. So I want to see what that offense looks. I think it'll be dynamic with those two guys. And then some of those other guys like Miller being complimentary guys. So I think that offense could roll. The big news is there is Leonard Fournette look terrific and I'm not sure if that's going to be a split situation or they can actually let Fournette go and, and, and be the number one guy there. We'll have to see. You'll get your thoughts on that in a second. But Fournette looked great. He's actually caught four passes and man, if he could be a three down back and kind of be the you know, the lion's share of the carries there, that's big for him. Falcons I mean it's got to be so, so frustrating if you're an Atlanta Falcons fan. If you own any of these Falcon players on your fantasy team from the kicker to quarterback and everybody in between, you're loving it because their team stinks and they seem to be in always in these shootouts. So, you know, I think the head coach is not going to last certainly beyond this year. And I don't know if it'll be a mid-season firing, but he's not going to last uh, till next season. That's for sure. Uh, but from a fantasy standpoint, a lot to like. Christian McCaffrey, that's a brutal injury, but he said that he, there's no way he's going to miss four to six weeks. Mike Davis seems to be the guy that's right now in line, but I don't know if he'll get a full workload. I know people are going to go crazy with their free agent money on Mike Davis, but I get the impression that 
McCaffrey is not going to be out six weeks. You know, that's just the impression I get and the impression that he, you know, just what he's saying. And um, we'll have to see how that plays out. But Kenny Bridgewater's numbers have been dynamic. That offensive coordinator and their team has thrown the ball all over the place. So, again, you know, probably not a good season for the Panthers. But from a fantasy football perspective, you know, you're not concerned about yeah, that. You're worried about Teddy Bridgewater and, and DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel and, 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 and Robbie Anderson, who's been great. So a lot of like, a lot to like from the Falcons and Panthers from a fantasy football perspective. But if you're fans of those teams, um, it's probably going to be a long year. So anything to add about the NFC South? Yeah, so, uh, you know, Teddy is winging it, which is great. Um, you know, they have not gotten the tight end involved at all. But, uh, you know, I just would worry on McCaffrey. Look, this guy has carried and caught a ton of balls in the last couple of seasons. Uh, you know, we saw Barkley rush back from a high ankle sprain. He was really never the same. Uh, you knew I was, again, I, I'm not predicting injuries, but I, I was, I was kind of questioning Christian McCaffrey's ability to kind of sustain the level that he was at last year into this year that the playing field would narrow a bit. And I still, even if there wasn't an injury, I still believe that was the case because I thought this offense would be different. So, but I, I, I would suggest they don't rush this player back. This is a young team not really going anywhere this year. It's a young defense. They're going to be in a lot of shootouts too. Um, you know, it's funny. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to give you my early lock of the week. Okay. Atlanta Falcons right now, they're laying three and a half points to the Chicago Bears. Good night, Lucy. That is a lock of the week. You heard it here right now. Atlanta Falcons will stomp the Bears next week. Okay? Uh, I'm going to say this. Julio Jones, we talked about this player. I can't stand that I own Julio Jones in one league. This is a boom-bust guy. Every year, the foot is a problem. He tries to get out there. He's a decoy. I want nothing to do with this player on a fantasy level. Yes, he will win you three or four games a year, but he is so inconsistent, not worth the price tag that he goes for in all these drafts. Hopefully your folks all remember that next year, but he was a complete busteroo on Sunday. But they're going to be in a lot of shootouts. The, the, the kicker coup had a big, big week this week. I agree with you on on, on Tom Brady and uh and the Buccaneers, uh, their defense really showed up. We talked about this as a defense that we really like. They had a great game this past week. But I want to see that team with the full complement. I think Leonard Fournette's the best running back on this team, period, amen. And I, I think for now it'll stay a 50-50 split. I'm not a Ronald Jones guy. Uh, I think at the end of the day, Leonard Fournette's going to be toting to Brock about 60% of the time for this team. And on the, on the Saints... I know you were high on Emmanuel Sanders. We have him in two rosters. Uh, I'm not really thrilled about those prospects after this past game. But, you know, a lot of that has to, is predicated upon that Drew Brees cannot get the ball down the field, uh, as you mentioned. And I thought this was going to be a big bounce-back game for Kamara, and it was. There was no Mike Thomas here. But Traquan Smith actually had an okay game. They sprinkled the tight ends in a little bit. But I don't like what I see out of Brees at all. Um, you know, I just felt this, this team's different on the road anyway to start. As I said, like the Raiders a lot this week, but yeah, Drew Brees is. If I, I hope people aren't using Drew Brees as a, as a number one quarterback because that's. Uh, I know he ended up at thrown for three hundred yards, but I think it's going to be a challenging story for the for the Saints. Uh, you know, just with his arm not quite getting the ball down the field the way he used to. Yeah, I mean, I think not that. Yeah, I, I really was high on Emmanuel Sanders this year, and. 
I think this is one of the situations where not having, you know, this this, this stuff with that pandemic, I think could have hurt Emmanuel Sanders and Drew Brees a little bit because he's got the he's played with these other guys for years. Even Traycon Smith, he's played with him for for several years, and I don't know. It just looks like the connection isn't quite there, and they're off. Uh, Manuel Sanders has not played well. Drew Brees has not played well. And then when you add on top of that, the connection is not, not there. I mean, I'm not ready to give up on the player, but at some point I will cut the cord. You know, I'm not going to be stubborn for the sake of being stubborn, but, you know, I'm going to give that a few more weeks. And I think that could be a situation where, Emmanuel Sanders actually would be better with Mike Thomas playing. I think Emmanuel Sanders and Marvin Jones are kind of like the same kind of situation where, you know, they're better being the second guy. Some guys, you know, can take over that mantle. I'm not sure that's the case with those guys. So I agree that Sanders has not been good. I need to catch a touchdown in week one, but I'm going to take the wait and see approach and I want to see what that looks like with Mike Thomas and a little more familiarity with Brees. Let's go to the NFC West. Let's start with the 49ers who got hurt physically, emotionally, and every which way they loose in week two. Let's talk about what happened to them. First, their plane had a problem. It was broke. They, they 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 couldn't get to the they their their flight was delayed it was a complete disaster they got hurt with their players on the field they couldn't give their players the MRI because the MRI machine that they went to get take the MRI of those three or four or five players broke I mean you talk about a bad week for the 49ers that's what happened to them in week two some. Key key players on defense hurt for them. Uh, now we know their receivers ha- have been banged up, and Debo Samuel and the rookie Ayuk hasn't you know been able to play both games. Uh, George Kittle has missed week two, and I don't know if he's going to be back for this week. And now you have Mostert who look like one of the top five best running backs in football these first couple of weeks. He has a sprained knee. Kevin Coleman's going to miss extended time. So they are a banged up unit. And I haven't even talked about Garoppolo, high ankle sprain, who may or may not play this week. And high ankle sprain for a quarterback is obviously different than for a running back and receiver who have to make cuts and, and unable to do that. So, it's a little easier for a quarterback to play through that. We'll have to see if they give him a week or two off or if he'll play, but the 49ers are the walking wounded, literally. Um, Seahawks were my best bet as far as point spreads. 2-0 on my best picks each week so far. Um, that's nothing to brag about. They they were giving four and they won by five. And that last play of the game, they stopped Cam, Cam Newton at the one-yard line and that quarterback sneak. So the defense is banged up and doesn't look great. They've given up a tr- tremendous amount of points both weeks, but they're letting Russ Wilson cook. Uh, you predicted him as your MVP, uh, and after two weeks, he is definitely leading the league as far as MVPs go uh, if there was a vote after two weeks. So I think you're in good shape with that. Uh, their offense looks dynamic. They're throwing the ball all over the place. They're mixing in the run, and then Russell Wilson does what he does best, 
he escapes from the pocket and doesn't look to run. He looks to throw the ball down the field, and he's doing that. And the Seahawks offense looks dynamic. I had a good call on the Rams. I said everyone was on their bandwagon last year, and they were terrible, and now everyone's off their bandwagon, and I like them this year. Um, And they have played well. They are spreading the ball around. They have good running backs. Um, and that's another situation. It could be kind of infuriating figuring out the guys. I think news came across that Malcolm Brown uh, is going to play this week. Cam Akers, they're not sure. But it's going to be very frustrating to figure out which guy to play, which guy is going to do well from a week-to-week basis. Honestly, I think it's all in game script and the flow of the game. And I think you're going to start Ram running backs who are going to do nothing. And then you're going to be sitting Ram running backs who are going to have great games. It's just a, a difficult situation. Similar to the Lions situation, it's going to take a significant injury to one of those players to kind of clear up that picture. And then uh, Kyler Murray, Hopkins, they got it going on in Arizona. Um they Kyler Murray is running the ball, throwing the ball, uh, getting a lot of playoffs. Uh, they are running a, just a lot of plays, and you have to be happy if you own either or were able to draft that connection, Murray to Hopkins, and they've looked great. Uh, the other guys, a little bit of complimentary roles, you know, inconsistency, that's probably what you're going to get. Um you know, and um, and Arizona's look good from a fantasy football. I know they're two and zero, but have to see. You know, they've. You know, when they play, when they play a good team. I know they won at the 49ers in in week one, but the 49ers weren't playing with their full complementary of players. Um, so we'll see what happens as the season progresses. But there's a lot to like from the Seahawks, the Rams, and the Cardinals, and. 49ers have a lot to overcome because not only are they dealing with their own injuries, but they have three dynamic offensive teams in that division. So give us some NFC West thoughts here. Yeah, you know, look, San Fran's also, you know, no Kittle this week. Um, Brandon Ayuk made his debut. No Debo Samuel yet. And they're going to really have to get these guys. It sounds like Samuel's coming back in week four, uh, but they're going to get these guys back in. Um, we'll see how it works out at running back. They'll probably be going with McKinnon and Jeff Wilson with the other two guys uh, banged up. But, yeah, it's a messy, messy situation. They went out and signed Ziggy Ansah uh, on the defensive side to help with the pass rush. But, you know, they lost two key defensive players there. It's a problem. Um, you know, as far as Arizona goes, you know, this this offense is very, very interesting. Um, you know, Kenyon Drake actually was only on the field 50% of the time. They're, they're continuing to sprinkle in. Edmonds is not just a uh, a, a backup, but he, he actually gets in there for a number of packages. And Larry Fitz continues to be really the secondary receiver in this offense uh, after Hopkins and, and, and still a guy who can put up points for your fantasy team. And, and I think he sits on a fair amount of uh, waiver wires that I look at, which is kind of interesting. I think the Rams have kind of figured out the equation. Um, as you mentioned, a, a tricky one in the backfield in terms of usage, but Tyler Higby, three touchdowns this past week. They got the two tight ends on the field a lot. It hurts Cooper Cup a little bit. Uh, Robert Woods actually did nothing this week too, but you know, they're, they're playing well. Their defense is playing very well. Uh, they have some big names on that defense. So, yeah, this is a team that's uh, come ready to play this year. And, you know, it'll be interesting with Russell Wilson if he does get Josh Gordon on the field as well. But he's doing it with some young players, spreading the ball around. You know, different different 
setups that they do. Chris Carson's catching the ball out of the backfield. Um, you know, one thing I did see too, something to keep an eye on. Sounds like Rashad Penny is making a faster recovery. So this is a guy once the, he's able to come off the pup list, maybe able to do that. Carlos Hyde sticks his nose in there. The offense looks great. And Russell Wilson, they are letting him cook. So I'm very, very pleased to see what I'm doing. I love this receiving core. I thought this receiving core was a top five duo in the NFL this year. And they're certainly showing you that through the first two weeks of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think, you know, there there's a lot to, you know, get it to as far as free agent pickups, injury status. Uh, we'll get to that later in the week. Right now, you know, it's, it's a little too early in the week. And, man, these teams aren't transparent as it is. So to try and decipher through the minutiae on a Tuesday is difficult enough. So we're, we're just going to, like, talk about the things that happened in the prior week on Tuesday. But rest assured, as we get to Thursday, we'll know a lot more and be able to help and guide people uh, as far as free agent pickups and, and lineup decisions in, in addition to talking about the Thursday game. And then we're going to do one. Uh, we'll always try and do one on a Friday or a Saturday to talk about the, you know, I think it's our favorite one to do where we kind of, like, give our – uh, sure things and sleepers and fades on fantasy football positions. I don't know. I don't know. But I shouldn't say our thing. It's my favorite thing to do. I think you enjoy it as well. Um, so we're, we're going to try and do three or four podcasts a week and um, and uh, and cover that. But you know, it's difficult. And uh, and as it gets you know closer to the end of the week, I think you know it'll be a little bit easier in terms of. Uh, free agent stuff and all of that. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. But looking forward to talking more. There's a lot going on. And uh, like you said, busy week in trying to decipher these injuries for sure. So wish you a good rest of the afternoon. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk again later in the week. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Make sure you're listening, folks. Thanks a lot.